Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm good. Doing well. Are you ready and ready to go? We've got a lot are, of stuff you, on the menu. Are you smarter today than you were yesterday? Well, I have more caffeine in me, so <laughs> that might help. <laughs> okay. So we are making progress. Yes. But what we'd like to do is contribute to trying to improve the conditions of this country and try to get people more excited about preserving and improving on the concept of liberty and forgetting about this collectivism stuff. Yeah, that'd be a start. <coughs> I want to start off with talking about what's going on in Israel. Yeah, you know. very interesting. Um, <coughs> they, um, you know, they are the, one of the most vaxxed nations. They were the very first to say everyone's got to take a shot. Everyone's got to take the booster, and now they're on their fourth shot. And let's put up that first uh, clip if we can, because despite all of this, everyone being shot, here's France 24 saying, Israel records highest daily rise in COVID infections, and that's today. It's the biggest case rise they've ever had. They have 60,000 people uh, with uh, cases in Israel despite, despite being sh shot over and over and over. And in fact, here's a, a, a clip from that article, if we can do the next one, and then I'll toss it back, Dr. Paul. Nearly 4.3 million, that's about half of Israel's 9.4 million inhabitants, have received three shots. Three shots, nearly half, three shots on Tuesday. So they're three shots and they're not working, and they're getting out the fourth shot. The Prime Minister Bennett predicted a continued rise in cases, but he encouraged people to get vaccinated. And here's the quote, Dr. Paul. Okay, let's just set this up. Most one of the most vaccinated countries, most boosted countries, another round of boosters, and they had a record case load today. And here's what the prime minister says. The good news is that the vaccines work. That's his quote. So all of this, and that's his conclusion, the good news is that the vaccines work. You know, we can find a fair number of statistics, and we have put them out there. It shows that things aren't getting worse when it comes to how many people are really getting sick. Yeah. And that what's going on now, these uh, variants, it may be a very normal, natural thing and contributing to the elimination or the diminishing you, you, you know, of the, uh, uh, of the hysteria that's, that's going on. But the hysteria seems to be going up. Yeah. At the same time, the danger of the virus seems to be going down. But, seems to but be, there's yeah. a, not, not too many people that would agree with that. But hysteria right now, I think, is driving it. And uh, this is here. And just because they produce more, uh, more controls, which Israel's been doing, uh, and you'd think Israel would do a better job than yeah. this because the violations of civil liberties and all the things that go on there, that with increasing the amount of vaccinations and separation, all these kind of things, they, they, they would have a better record. But things, according to their statisticians, uh, things aren't getting better, yeah. you know, and they're going to come up with some more. And it, it seems like... Uh, People, instead of uh, other countries saying, look, everything they're doing is wrong, uh, why don't we uh, lo look to Sweden or some other place yeah. where they've had different results? They don't say that at all. And uh, then, then you have to become suspicious if there's wonder, why is it happening? Why aren't they waking up? Or who, who's pushing these people into doing uh, the wrong thing, really? And it's the question, you know, in Israel, I just wonder why there isn't more pushback. And maybe there will be. But if you did one dose, then the second one, and then the third one of the same product, and that product doesn't work, 
You know, what if you bought some of that hair regrowing stuff, you know, and you put it on once, twice, three times, and you didn't get a single hair coming out? You may not put it on four or five or six times, especially if it's very expensive and you have the chance of dropping dead from it. But it's very bizarre to see how, how they're going along with it. But the, 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 the thing about it is, and if we're ready to move on to the second, because it's related, which is that Fauci wants us to go down that same path. And let's put up that next <coughs> clip and I'll, I'll turn it back over. Uh, this is, uh, Fauci has reversed course again. <laughs> and he said, now, don't, let's not talk about fully vaccinated. That's, that's overtaken, that's uh, anachronistic, <laughs> as we used to say. Uh, now it includes up to date on your boosters. You're never fully vaccinated. You're just up to date. Yeah, and now it can be arbitrary. It can be anything they want to say, yeah. you know. <clears throat> and and that, of course, uh, is right down their alley. They've been doing that anyway, but now they're they're uh, justifying. Uh, so they're up to date, and up to date today may mean one thing, up to date tomorrow may mean something else, and they do. They're always changing the goalposts, but they've been doing this for now, but now they want to, uh, you know, make that a concrete principle. Yeah, and, what they, what the, and if it was only up to the free market, the consumers, if we had real liberty, people would not be lining up in droves to take this third and fourth shot because the average person, I don't believe, is dumb, and they would say, this isn't working very well. That's why they have to use government force to force people to take these. But this is a funny quote from that article, Dr. Paul, and if we can put that up uh, um, here, this is, this is Fauci. Now, now, what does this tell you about his faith in the shot? We need to find out what the durability of protection of the third shot is before we start thinking about the fourth <laughs> shot. So basically he's saying, I have no idea whether this third shot works. The first two didn't work very well, but let's test it, but let's keep going and do the same thing. But Walensky was uh, wanting to calm things down. Everything is okay. She says things will be okay as, as long as we follow the science. <laughs> this is following the science in, in her terms. But I would think that uh, there's a lot of distortion about what science is and what it should be and what has happened in these last two years. You know, they've been able to cancel out science in these two years that probably took hundreds of years to develop. Yeah, so, yeah. But uh, I, I think it's uh, something that can be restored. People are waking up and now they're either. Actually, you don't go to prison for uh, mentioning natural immunity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I hope that doesn't come back. I hope it doesn't happen unless, uh, unless the French president gets yeah. too much control. Well, I wanted to, we talked a little bit about science because can we put up that bonus clip? Because I saw this toward the end and I thought this is fascinating. One, because it comes from the New York Times and you always have to read it like you used to read Pravda. What are they really trying to say? But um, we'll put that up in a second when we get the bonus clip. Listen to this. This is from the New York Times. Before Omicron, a typical vaccinated 75-year-old who contracted COVID had a similar risk of death, around 1 in 200, as a typical 75-year-old who contracted the flu. COVID now appears to present less threat to most vaccinated elderly people than the flu. This is the New York Times. So why is Fauci saying you got to get that fourth shot? You got to do this, you got to do that. It's a very, very good question. And when we talk about science, that to me says what he's saying isn't science. And you know, that fits into to our point that uh, the, the COVID uh, uh, epidemic may be going down and less serious 
uh, while the hysteria still exists, it seems seems like the reaction is in, instead of them listening to what's happening, because they have ulterior motives, yeah. they have to they become more aggressive. You know, if uh, if if two d doesn't work, instead of explaining it, maybe we're on the wrong track, and maybe we should really have a study done. They just Periodon, and then they go to two, three, four, five, and then they then they wonder why the statistics don't improve at all. <laughs> and then, meanwhile, Pfizer says, "Yay, six, seven, eight, <laughs> yeah. do some more." Instead of looking into, like we talked about yesterday, the possibility that treatments, early treatments, might work. We don't know that, but it wouldn't be a bad idea to investigate that. But Pfizer wouldn't like that very much, neither would Moderna or the others. But um, do we want to move on to Europe because uh, this is pretty am amazing? Um, if we can put on the next clip, this is actually, it is stunning. This is a stunning thing. The president of France, I think a pretty evil person, Dr. Paul, to be honest with you. Francis Macron stuns as he declares the unvaxxed are not citizens. Now, 90% of the population is vaccinated. Uh, the, uh, the, the population is, you know, uh, so we're talking about a very small minority who, Fran who Macron has said are no longer citizens of France. And I don't want to belabor this point, Dr. Paul, because obviously their parallels are different, but it's the same mentality. Because I went back and looked at the Nuremberg Laws of 1935, because it seems like if you can declare a class of people non-citizens, that's pretty dangerous. And let's put up that next clip, because this is from Wikipedia. It's just a basic search. The Nuremberg Laws, these were all passed by Parliament. The Nuremberg Laws... Now, if you are three-quarters Jewish, you belong to the Jewish race and community and are not approved to have Reich citizenship. Uh, if you're fully Jewish, you are also not approved to have Reich citizenship. Obviously, we are not doing anything to belittle uh, the historical situation of the Holocaust. But what we're saying, that same mentality of someone declaring a minority, particularly like we've said before, Jewish people were condemned in Germany because they were thought to be unclean. Now we could say unvaxxed. But to de-citizenize, if that's a word, people for that is stunning. It, 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 utterly amazing. And he was pretty blunt about what he was doing. Uh, he used stronger words than I'm going to use. But he was purposely trying to anger these people. Yeah. He wanted to stir them to anger. I hope I do. I hope I can do it when somebody challenges me. He says that's what we should do because we should punish these people. Yeah. And of course, the ultimate punishment would he, they'd lose their citizenship. I couldn't believe. I thought somebody concocted those words, and he really hasn't backed down on no, that. No, no, not not that uh, he would have the authority to do that. I hope he doesn't have the authority. But they can write so many regulations and do so many things and have people lose their jobs and punish people that, uh, you know, what good's your citizenship if, if you have no protection anyway? Yeah. So that's, that's what's uh, happening. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a stunning. And if, I mean, just uh, to put on the next clip, because here's, a, here's some quotes from it, if we can. This is from that article. Um, the bizarre and unlawful declaration comes as the French Parliament debates new legislation that would eliminate unvaccinated people from public life entirely, even if they test negative. And then they, this article goes on. This is, uh, uh, the moves belie the off-repeated claim that COVID-19 vaccines are purely a health measure, especially in the face of new data from surrounding countries that prove the vaccinated are now more likely to contract and therefore spread the virus. And this is the German study. Now, we reported a few days ago that it's 95% of the people in Germany with COVID are vaccinated. Uh, the Robert uh, Koch Foundation came out and said, no, our numbers were wrong. Our numbers were wrong. 
They changed it. So, of course, Reuters did a fact check. These are untrue, untrue. But the fact is they changed it. They added the proper numbers. And instead of 95, it's only 78% that are vaccinated. So the majority of people in Germany with COVID are vaccinated. Yet Macron says if you're unvaccinated, you are a non-citizen. So 90% of France is vaccinated. Let's, how, how's that working out for them? Let's put up the next link, the next clip if we can. Uh, daily cases in France. Fully vaccinated, 90%. Remember, Fauci said 80% we should have no more spread of COVID. 90% vaccinated, France is hitting all time records. Something is going on, Dr. Paul. <laughs> you know, in, in his ranting, Macron, uh, the president of France, said that uh, the people who don't like what he's doing, they hate democracy. <laughs> They're the, enem- the enemies of democracy. And these people, who, what is the real enemy of democracy? And as people who tell lies and, stup- and are stupid. Well, the first thing is, is uh, to, to make a point here, we have to be a little cautious about democracy. You know, pure democracy is something the founders utterly rejected. Yeah. So uh, getting rid of pure democracy and the dictatorship of the majority wouldn't be the worst goal. But that's not what McCon is talking about. He, he's talking about anybody that's criticizing his point, you know, democracy to him is uh, if you don't do what I tell you, you're no longer a citizen and we'll put you in prison. So that, that is going on. But, you know, I, I think that this brings up the subject of who's really not the enemy of democracy, but who's the enemy of liberty? Yeah. Who's, who, who's the who, who, who poses that enemy? And, and besides, who, who might be the, uh, uh, the enemy of a legitimate government? And it's the people who tell the truth. Yeah. Truth is the real the real enemy of the people who are doing bad things. And if government is too big, that the the people in charge can't stand the idea. That's why there's so much grief now on. On, uh, on, on the social media enforcing this, that uh, you're, they're the enemies. They're the enemies of uh, decent government. Yeah. And uh, but they get to define what they think is decent government, and that is obeying o- obeying the mandates and the dictates of the authoritarians. Yeah. Well, I, I made a mistake, Dr. Paul, and I apologize. We were going to do the face mask story before right. the France story. I got a little bit out ahead of myself, but. If you want to dive into that one, we can yeah, chat about uh, it a you bit. Know, uh, Alan's a friend of ours. Alan Stevo, yeah. And uh, he uh, uh, he specialized in in the mask issue, and uh, studied it. And he came out with an article. If somebody really wanted, if somebody's inclined to think that masks don't make sense. They, and they uh, feel badly about the little kids wearing masks. Uh, and they need ammunition. Ammunition. They need to look at Alan Stevo. Yeah. Because his article here, he came up with 370 ways that face masks are known to harm the wearer. Mm. You know, I just saw a story the other day of a little child. Uh, uh, I don't know what the age, but uh, probably six or eight years old. Uh, has been conditioned, you know, from birth. Oh, yeah. The time she went to school to, of wearing masks. And she, it's almost like it's frozen to her. Yeah. And, and uh, she, when, when, uh, she, she, when, he, when she went home, she wore her mask home. And then she wanted to wear it home. Jeez. She didn't want to give up her mask. How sad that yeah. is. You know, if, if that were, uh, you know, life-saving oxygen that she needed for some serious 
lung disease, that'd be different. But there's so many negatives and here, that's, that's just the beginning of what's going to happen because that was a physical thing. You could see a child being uh, confused, but uh, the psychological things are going to be around for a long, long time. Yeah, I, I don't know. We didn't, mention, we didn't talk about this before, but I saw a clip of a young child looking through a catalog of toys and all the other little kids were playing with the toys. This little kid went in and drew masks on them because he said they looked they looked weird without masks on. So oh, yeah, talk that, about that psychosis. Is, that is really very very sad, and uh, they they um, they expect that uh, uh, this is not a problem. The authorities will refuse to look at this. And uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, Stephen uh, Allen um, made the point that. Uh, even the people who wear masks, even the physicians that wear them, you know, don't exactly wear them right. Yeah. And of course, of course, they're not in an operating room. But what about what about not wearing them right? Let's say, let's assume they're supposed to be okay, but they're just a nuisance. Uh, will the politicians wear the masks to set a good example? <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think that's one of the best uh, bit of information, and it's truth, and because the pictures are there yeah. showing these people who are preaching this and demanding it, and then the first minute they get to be, oh, they don't see me out here. I'm going to have a good time. This is time to have, and then. Then they have the goal to defend their position that it's a, it's certainly we deserve some time off too, you know. Yeah. That attitude. You're thinking about the congresswoman from New York, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. She didn't like their mandate, so she went down to Florida and enjoyed some freedom <laughs> down there. It's really bad. But you know, uh, Alan Stevo, our good friend, he's got some allies in this, and one of them is Scott Gottlieb, former FDA commissioner. So here's a guy who probably, presumably, knows what he's talking about. You remember he was on TV last week. They asked him, do, do cloth face masks work? He said, no, they don't really work that awfully well. We also saw the airline CEO saying, we don't need to wear masks on the planes. It's not necessary. It doesn't do anything. It's just, it's just theater. So people are coming around to the fact that these things do not do what they're advertised to do. Uh, they do do something else, of course, which is the psychological manipulation of people to submit to, to the dictates of the authoritarians. Yeah, you know, people draw their lines for uh, scientific reasons on how far how much they'll put up with uh, and, and they draw these lines in different positions there's right now the the line that's causing much so much stir is I'm not going to take the vaccine yeah and uh, it turns out that uh, more and more people are uh, showing that uh, it, it, it it doesn't work and there's a lot of complications and there's a lot of unknowns and they haven't studied it and that sort of thing so they uh, 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 but other people will draw it at the mask, and yeah. uh, I, um, I'll, I'll wear a mask uh, when I'm in the operating room. <laughs> That's my line. Yeah. But, but to, when I see these masks, it bothers me most when I see it on the kids, and these examples are just, just horrible. Yeah. But, they're not, but the people who are pro-mask aren't moved by it at all. Some of them, uh, you know, intellectually speaking, yeah. they say, no, what our real goal is to condition them. That's what we want. We want obedience to the state. There's too many libertarians out there. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. We have to knock that out of them, and they have to be obedient to the state. And uh, they push these things, and they condition them. And everybody's heard the stories about conditioning young children, even before they're in first grade. And that's why authoritarian governments go younger and younger yeah. and younger uh, in their indoctrination. And, uh, and 
and, and this is a, an indoctrination. So uh, it'll, I wonder if they put masks on kindergarten kids. Probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The whole works. I think that's why we talk about the mass formation psychosis that Dr. Yeah. Malone talked about. Right. But, you know, uh, so then I guess the next one we're going to talk about, our last major story, uh, is chips. And it's not the kind of chips that I like to have with dip. It's a different kind of chip. And uh, if we can go ahead and move ahead to... Uh, uh, move ahead one, skip the one to go to the COVID passport microchip developer and put that up because that'll, that'll cue us up. This is Paul Joseph Watson did a piece on this. And in this is sort of in the category, Dr. Paul, of if we had said this six months ago, we would have been canceled from social media because it's a weird conspiracy theory. And here we go, Paul Joseph Watson. COVID passport microchip developer says chipping of humans is happening, quote, whether we like it or not. Oh, that's nice. So the, there's a chip actually available, which we've heard about and known about, and that doesn't seem to be a tremendous stretch in our imagination of what technology has. Uh, the only thing that I ask a question on this article uh, is they've in, they implied that it's already being used, and uh, but I, I didn't see see the uh, see the place exactly where that happened, but. But it made me think about Ed Snowden. Uh, remember when they? Yeah, I'm sure you remember. Oh yeah. When we when the Patriot Act was passed and and they lightened up on surveillance and uh, the Congress uh, gave this pretty open-ended ability to spy on Americans if they dealt with a so a foreigner and 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 they could uh, spy on foreigners, you know, for national security reason. But uh, the way I understand it is Snowden discovered. They've overstepped their bounds, yeah. and now what, what have they done? They are now, you know, uh, spying on Americans. And what he did, he he lost his citizenship basically, yeah, basically. for telling the truth. Yeah. And I think that's what's going on on here. Uh, it makes you wonder, um, may, maybe what they're doing when they need to give you more shots. Well, your chip's not working. Yeah. Your chip wore out, and we don't know how long the chip, you know, stay activated. We have to figure a way to recharge the chips. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I mean, it's always a slippery slope too, because right now that data on your chip is just about your vaccine for COVID. What about if it's whether you exercise? What about if you eat the wrong foods? If you remember the USDA was telling us to eat all these servings of grain and carbs because that would make you healthy. Then we all got fat and got diabetes, right? So all of these things, they can add to it with no problem. What if they can start recording and they claim they can do this? They can claim that they can interpret your thought processes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What if you keep thinking about what would it be like to live in a free society? <laughs> and that got into your chip. Terrorism. Oh boy, you've had it. Huh? <laughs> you've had it. So. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. It's, it's pretty bad news. I was going to close with a couple okay. of things. And the first one, Dr. Paul, you know, I, all of a sudden I've started to get uh, worried about COVID misinformation because, you know, Dr. Malone was nuked from Twitter for spreading COVID misinformation. And I'm worried now that our own president is going to get nuked. And we have a video clip. It's that first link up there from Twitter, the president was on TV to, uh, yesterday and he said something that really is misinformation. So I don't, I'm not going to drop a dime on him, but I am a little nervous. Let's listen to what he has to say. Continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So we got to make more progress. And for patients who still haven't gotten your... Yeah, we can cut that out now. It's really that first sentence that we wanted to talk about. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated which is objectively not true, as we know. Somebody didn't tell him. He also said earlier yesterday that 
he doesn't see any reason why 2020 can't be a good year. Yeah. So it's I don't part, know. Part of our uh, uh, warning about the uh, hysteria uh, epidemic is still there with us. They're acting irrationally. Uh, and at, at the same time, when thing, things should be getting better. But once again, we can try to finish up with uh, a little bit of optimism. And I, I would say the, the numbers are getting better. People, uh, you know, deaths are pretty, pretty important. And you can come across statistics that show that even with all these tremendous number of new cases, when you look into it, uh, you know, the new cases is maybe because they're testing more. And at the same time, well, people are dying and there's some very unfortunate deaths. But they don't give you the full story about uh, the, the, uh, the, the other health problems that they might have. And, and they don't want to keep those kind of statistics. They want to uh, scare people because their goal is to scare people and to cause chaos and to get angry at your fellow citizen. That's one of the tools of an authoritarian government is the citizen. Even the extreme of it is when people turn against their own family members. And, uh, and this, has, I've noticed this years ago when we would see kids coming home from kindergarten and uh, first grade and they were being indoctrinated with uh, radical environmentalism as a justification for taking away liberty. And these little kids coming home and lecturing their parents, you know, over this. So this, this is, uh, it's, it's the attack on liberty that we have to be concerned about because the answer to our problem can be found, you know, with free people working out answers and the rejection of violence. But uh, right now, you, you know, what they do is they just in, enhance or enforce and in, uh, increase the size and scope of government. And uh, even those who believe that that's the right thing to do and not realizing that they're making things much worse, there are some who claim very uh, much up front that for them to have a true Marxist revolution, is, and that is what their goal is, you have to totally destroy, uh, you, you know, any other type of society. And uh, they base it on the fact that they believe that nobody can know truth. Truth is an unknown. So therefore, they have to provide the known. Uh, but they don't want interference from people who have, you know, a belief in a higher, a higher law and a, and a higher moral standard. So they have to be stopped. And chaos is what they want. They want the distraction of the status quo. And they want to undermine anything that is a memory. And there's a lot of memories in Western civilization that's been going on for several hundred years that uh, really, uh, when you look at what's happened during that period of time versus the billions of years that the uh, universe has existed, it's a big deal. And now, you know, the advancement of the, of the human race during those hundreds, several hundred years is, uh, is a goal of others see, the, see it as an enemy because for some reason they came to the conclusion that liberty is not a good idea. And besides, you know, in the society they see, only they can take care of the people and make sure there's nobody that suffers from it. And that is a farce. Liberty is far superior to any of the promotions and the attempts at the authoritarians to solve all our problems. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.